you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 132 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today I'm going to talk about where the A's go from here. Frankie Montas got roughed up a little bit, so where does he slot into the A's postseason plans? And also, there is an interesting development in the AL playoff picture, so I'm going to go over that and the implications that uh, could affect the A's and maybe give them better chances in the playoffs. We'll see. Uh, So I'm going over all of that stuff today. But before I get into any of that stuff, please follow us on social media at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any mailbag questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, if you like the podcast, please subscribe. Uh, That's it for that. Let's go into Frankie Montas. Not fun. I said on over the weekend, at some point last week, uh, I made a pretty uh, picture for our social media page. And I was like, hey, this is a good quote. Let's see if this works. It didn't. Uh, Frankie Montas made me look like a fool. Anyways, uh, I, I basically said that if Frankie Montas pitched well against the Dodgers, then he could be lining up a spot in the rotation for the uh, division series if the A's make it that far. And uh, based on his line from Tuesday night, he is not getting a spot in the ALDS rotation. He went four innings, gave up five earned runs, Walked one, struck out three, and he gave up three long balls. Three dingers. Not great. Um, Not what I wanted to see from Frankie Montas at all. I was hoping for like six innings pitched and like three earned runs. You know, something that was decent. You know, a a quality start. But he didn't uh, give us any quality on Tuesday night. So... That basically leads to a bunch of questions as to where he fits into the A's postseason plans. Are you going to make him a starter still? Because he is a big question mark at this point. He hasn't had like a shutdown performance in a while and hasn't been really close to a shutdown performance in a while. So do you really want him being around the rotation at that point? And just to catch everybody up, I also said on that other podcast where Frankie Montas made me look like a fool that given the way that the A's lineup or the A's rotation is lining up uh, so far this week, it looks like the rotation for the wildcard series based on, you know, days of rest and all that stuff and keeping everybody on turn would probably be Shamanaya because he'd get an extra day of rest. And then you'd have Bassett game two because he'd be on regular rest. And then same thing with uh, Luzardo for game three, regular rest again. So I think that that's probably your best rotation that you could have. They'd all be on regular rest. It makes a lot of sense. So hopefully that's the rotation that we see. Um, and with Frankie Montas struggling, the, the big winner on Tuesday night, could be Mike Fires. He might be, he might have worked himself into the rotation at this point. Uh, he's been good. Does he inspire a lot of confidence? Not necessarily, but he usually gets the job done or, you know, is decent. And uh, do you really want Frankie Montas going in there? And if he doesn't do well and he can only last a couple of innings because he's going to have a shorter leash given that it's the playoffs, if he only goes a couple innings, that burns your, ro- or your, uh, your bullpen for days. And that's not something you need when you're playing every single day. The A's have depth and that's kind of their calling card right now. And that could be what propels them a little bit deeper in the playoffs if they, you know, get past the wild card around, obviously. But if you get a, a bad start from Frankie Montas or Mike Fires or whoever, it could be Luzardo. It could be literally any starter. If you get a bad performance from any of these guys and you burn your bullpen because you're trying to stay in the game, then for a team like the A's who doesn't have that shutdown ace and they're built on depth and, you know, just having a lot of good options, 
they'd really be shooting themselves in the foot right there by not being able to use all of their best options uh, when the time calls for it. So that's that's the worry with using Frankie Montas in the rotation at this point. I know that he could get blown up and, you know, just eat it or whatever, but uh, I don't think that that's what the A's want to do at this point. So there are basically two options for him uh, where he could fit in into the playoff uh, roster because I don't think that they're going to leave him off the postseason roster because if there was a reliever it, that they could use, they, they have enough starters. They don't need a, a starting pitcher. They could use, you know, Birch Smith if he was healthy and everything would be fine right there. That There's their roster spot right there. But uh, they they don't have one of those guys or else they'd be up here already. And do you want to trust like a... Would you rather have Daniel Mangdon, who was just DFA'd and is now, you know, serving time? Not serving time, but he's uh, he's on the AAA Vegas roster. Would you rather have him or Frankie Montas? I mean, they're they're probably going to be using the same role at this point. Is my guess is that a bullpen person that's going to be doing mop up innings. That's my guess. Maybe you get something out of him, but uh, and maybe you can get him right and put them in a bigger situation later on in the playoffs, but. I think that that's probably the role for Frankie Montas right now. And I hate to say that because I I had some high hopes for him this season. But uh, as of right now, he's not quite there. And maybe, you know, give him two weeks off in between, you know, if he doesn't pitch on Sunday in between uh, last night's game and his next potential outing would be, you know, two weeks from that. Um, If he started or, you know, pitched in game one of the ALDS, maybe that gets him right. Will it? I don't know. But it couldn't hurt. So uh, the two options, basically, you got him in the bullpen. You got to look for a spot for him to be effective. You're not going to be putting him into a close game because uh, like Mike Miner will give you two or three decent innings before, you know, flipping over the lineup and then getting hit around a little bit. Frankie Montas isn't even giving you that right now. So y- you really got to pick and choose when he can give up runs. When is it okay? Like, do you have like a seven run lead and... You don't care? Sure. Or are you down by seven and you don't care? Sure. That's the Frankie Montas time right there uh, as of right now in the playoffs because it won't matter as much. The other option would be give him a couple of weeks off, see if that helps him get right from the neck injury that he suffered. I don't know really where you could use him as a starter right now because even if you're, you know, uh, up three games to one going into game five or something like that, do you really want to give him a chance to the uh, the opposing team uh, a chance to get back into the series you want to shut the door right there i mean frankie montas could really ignite some bats or he could shut everybody down and be an, a nice you know added piece for the a's uh moving into the championship series if they you know I, i'm playing a few steps ahead obviously here but um I mean, first things first, I think that their rotation set for the wild card it, with those three guys or some combination of those three guys and Mike Fires. I, those are my guesses. Uh, I don't think Frankie Montas is going to be sniffing any innings in the champion or the, uh, the wild card round unless it's a blowout one way or the other. And you just want to get him some work. Uh, but I doubt that he's going to be there. Mike Miner probably has a better chance of getting in. And that's not great. So uh, that that's where I'm sitting on. Frankie Montas as of right now, I think that he still has the potential to be really good. He just hasn't been there and you got to go kind of with track record at this point. So, uh, you know, a a good team like the Dodgers kind of ate him up a little bit. And if he does pitch in the ALDS, it will be again, you know, in Dodger Stadium, most likely if they're if the A's are the two or the three seed and uh, balls fly out of Dodger Stadium and the home run ball has been an issue for him since, you know, he got his uh, his neck injury. So uh, I don't know if you want to have him pitching there. So. Uh, I, I don't know where to use Frankie Montas at this point. I am at a loss. Probably not going to be seeing him too, too much unless, you know, blowouts. So that's my guess on that one. Uh, 
I, my other guess is that you you probably got Mike Fires as the A's fourth starter in the ALDS. Uh, and my reasoning for this is the days off in between the wild card round and the ALDS uh, gives them every team, not just the A's, but every team, enough time to take their game one, two, and three starters, or their you know three starters from the wild card round, and just plays them as the game one, two, and three starters in the in the division series. So I think that that's probably what most teams are going to be doing, unless the A's want to get like really cute, which. Maybe? I don't know. But throwing out a team right now, um, which I'll get into this in the second half, if they face like Cleveland in the second round. Cleveland's best pitcher is obviously Shane Bieber, who has been great. He is getting uh, in the discussion for the AL MVP. He has been that good of a pitcher. So do you really want to throw and maybe even burn uh, your game one starter in Sean Manaya or, you know, Chris Bassett or Luzardo? Do you want to burn one of your better pitchers against the other team's ace when you Let's face it, the A's bats probably can't hit Shane Bieber right now. They are not that dominant of a force right now. They're like middle-of-the-road offense. They're not, you know, the offense that we've had the last couple of seasons. So do you want to blow one of your better starters against their elite starter? Or do you throw Mike Fires right there and be like, hey, let's see if we can steal this one. And then you have your, you know, three better pitchers lined up for games two, three, and four against other not bad pitchers, uh, like Carlos Carrasco, I think the A's could get a few runs off of him. So do you see the A's getting a little bit cute and seeing if they can steal some extra games here and there? Maybe, because I, I don't know that you're going to be beating like a Shane Bieber or Garrett Cole or somebody like that. Garrett Cole hasn't been quite as good this year. Uh, I think that they can beat Zach Granke if the A's end up facing the Astros in the first round, so I don't got to get too cute with that one. But the A's have the talent there. I think that it's just a way of putting them in their correct situations in order to uh, excel, really. Um, So I think that that's really what we're holding out for here in the playoffs is how far can the A's stretch their talent and get them further into the playoffs than they've been in many, many years. So how the A's can stretch out their talent and maybe make it a little bit further this year than they have in previous years uh, is something that I'm probably going to be talking about a whole bunch in the coming days and weeks, uh, depending on how how long the season goes. So, uh, I mean, playoff baseball starts in a week, you guys. That's exciting. Uh, Unless, until it's not, then, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm an A's fan. I have to be realistic. So that's all fun and good. So we got more of that stuff coming up for you guys later this week. Later on this episode, though, coming up in just a minute, I'm going to be talking about an interesting development in the AL playoff picture. And uh, maybe the A's got some help coming their way in the second round if the A's make it that far. So uh, stay locked in with Locked On A's. We'll be right back. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. 
Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Locked on A's is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and Choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's two words, locked on, in their how did you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Just uh, hit subscribe. That'd be great. And also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. And you can email us any questions that you have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So with the A's loss 7-2 at the Dodgers on Tuesday, they are still uh, the AL West champions. So that's a plus. Uh, they are still, though, third in the AL playoff picture and uh, updating those standings. You got Tampa Bay. They are now two games up on the A's uh, for the number one spot. The White Sox, after their loss, are still half a game above the A's for the number two spot. The A's are number three. The A's are holding at number three. They can only go to one or two. They can't fall further than that. So that's a plus. If the A's hold the three spot, they're probably going to be facing the Astros. The Astros without Justin Verlander aren't nearly as scary. So Do you still want to face the Astros? Not necessarily, but I mean, why not this season of all seasons? But anyways, the intriguing uh, development that I've been teasing all the episode is that the Chicago White Sox have lost two in a row to the Cleveland Indians, and they're they're starting to make some things interesting. The White Sox still lead that division, obviously, because they are still the number two seed. They are 34 and 21. They are a half a game up on the Minnesota Twins in the division, and the Twins would love to avoid the Yankees in the first round and face anybody else really because the twins haven't beaten the Yankees I believe ever in the in the uh, playoffs uh don't check me on that it's ever they've never beaten the Yankees not not a series just a game they've never won a game against the Yankees so they are really trying to avoid that four seed if they can um so yeah uh the twins are half game back of the White Sox the Cleveland Indians are now three games back of the White Sox and so I, I'm looking at their schedules. The White Sox have two more against Cleveland in Cleveland and then three against the Cubs uh, in Chicago, but it's on the south side where the White Sox play. So I'm not going to make a bunch of predictions on, you know, how each team is going to do in their series because I don't know enough about, you know, their opposition necessarily and how each team is playing at the moment. Uh, the Cubs, I think, are overrated probably, but that's just because I'm biased. Uh you got uh, the Twins are going to be playing the Reds. I know the Reds have been hot, but I think that they're cooling off a little bit. I'm not. Yeah, uh, this is not a Reds podcast. This is an A's podcast. But in summation, my overarching thought here is that if Cleveland can win a couple more games or, you know, split with the White Sox here at the last couple of games of their series and allow the Twins to 
take that second or the second spot in the American League, the first overall spot or the first spot in the uh, in the Central, then things start getting a little bit interesting if you look to the division series and potentially even the championship series. Because assuming everything goes chalk in the uh, in the wild card round, then you got the two and three seeds facing off against each other in the division series. And that would be, if it goes chalk, you got the Twins at the number two seed. And I think that that would be maybe a better matchup for the A's. They got some bats, but their pitching's not as good. I think that the A's would be evenly matched with the Twins. It'd be a matter of execution at that point. And I'll take an execution battle. That'd be fun. And then the one and four seeds would be the Rays. Obviously, they're staying at number one. And then the four seed would be the White Sox. And I think that the White Sox would have a chance against uh, the Yankees. It, they they both got good offenses. I think that the White Sox might have some more upside in the rotation and in the bullpen at this point. I, I'm not positive. Maybe it's hopeful speculation on my part. But uh, I, I think that'd be a fun series to watch at the very least. And then assuming that they beat the Yankees there in the wild card round, they'd get the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays don't have a great offense. And the Ray and they have a lot of pitching though, so that's their calling card. And can the White Sox hit against the Tampa Bay pitching? It'd be an interesting battle on that one too. But say that they had enough bats to do it, they got enough pitching to hold down the Rays' offense. Then you're looking at potentially an A's and White Sox championship series. I'm pretty sure that America would probably be rooting for the White Sox because they have more flair and they're fun to watch. But uh, I mean, that that would be the easiest route for the A's to go to get to the World Series. Of course, nothing has been easy about 2020. So uh, they're probably going to be facing uh, the 1927 Yankees, the Big Red Machine, and then the We Believe or the We Are Family Pirates. And then they get to face whoever wins the National League. So th- that's what I'm actually expecting. Um, yeah, no. So it, it's going to be a slog no matter what, but this is an interesting development that could play into the A's favor if uh, if things get jumbled around just a little bit. I think I'd prefer to face the Twins because they're the last team that the A's beat in the playoffs, so maybe, you know, history uh, repeats itself. That'd be great. Um, and the Rays are probably the scariest team to me in the playoffs, so I'm hoping to avoid them at all costs. But, you know, if you got to beat them to get to the World Series, that'd be cool too. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how the final tally breaks down and what the bracket officially looks like when, uh, you know, the season ends on Sunday. But this is where we stand right now. Uh, you got Tampa Bay number one, Chicago, the White Sox number two, uh, A's three, and then uh, so on and so forth. The, the, the base, Basically, the top three seeds are the ones that I'm most concerned about. You got the Astros as the likely first round playoff matchup right now. Uh, the Mariners, probably not going to catch him. And I don't think that uh, anybody else can. So that means that the Astros are just, you know, a few days away from, you know, wins and losses and all that stuff of, uh, you know, clinching that number six spot in the playoffs. And uh, we'll go on from there, start uh, getting ready for beating up on the Astros in the playoffs. Make this a whole season thing. That'd be fun. Anyways, on Wednesday, today, Wednesday, uh, Sean Manaya is pitching for the A's. So we got to keep an eye on him, see how he does. Uh, hopefully he pitches a whole lot better than Sean Manaya, or else my playoff rotation just goes uh, down the drain and I will not know what's going to happen come uh, come Tuesday. So uh, good luck to Sean Manaya today. Shut down those Dodgers. Get the A's back in the win column. So that's it for me today, you guys. Stay indoors. Celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks and I will talk with you guys tomorrow.